Hi, this is John. And this is Chris. We're just two guys in their 40s trying to live life to the fullest. And what better way to help us along our path but to share our goals and ideas with a buddy. The accountability call is our way of helping each other stay on the track and keep us moving on down the road of life. We hope you like it, and thanks for listening. When the sun goes down and the band won't play, I'll always remember us this way. What do you think? You know that one? I do not know that one. What, well, what you don't me? because you haven't been out to the movies. You don't see adult movies anymore. I mean, here this is Lady Gaga's song, Always Remember Us This Way, from uh, the critically acclaimed A Star Is Born. How about that? How about that? I've heard great things about that movie and the soundtrack, but I am not privy to either. Well, I highly recommend going. Now, if you saw the other stars born with Streisand and Chris Christopherson, it was like mid-70s. I saw that too. And it's one of those movies, uh, Chris, that you're like, well, they can they redo it. But there's a new twist to this, and Lady Gaga is fantastic in this thing. I've never really been a huge fan, but my gosh, she just she's great. And and the coolest thing is that Bradley Cooper, you know, he writes it, directs it, and acts in the movie. So while they didn't win at the Golden Globes recently, they were certainly nominated. She won one Golden Globe for the song Shallow, which I didn't sing. But I could sing that later if you want. Oh, okay, I'd love it. Yeah, and I've heard great things. That's pretty, pretty impressive to write it, direct it, and star in it. That's a lot of hats. I mean, we we talk a lot yeah, on this yeah. podcast about keeping things straight and <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, that's a full time gig right there. Like you talk about pouring yourself into something. That's you'd have zero time for anything else during the making of that movie. No, and then he actually worked for a year every day working on his voice so he could work because he sang many of the songs on the soundtrack, and he's a country singer in the movie. He lowered his voice one octave over the course of one year to get it to where he wanted it and and had a voice coach. I mean, it's fascinating all the work he put into this. Really, it was a a labor of love for Mr. Cooper, and it's, it's well done. He may not win Best Picture or anything else, but just being nominated... He's, he's well-deserved in, in, in that. And, you know, I mean, if you know anything about what happened in the other movie, then this one is, you know, it's, it's not exactly a Hollywood ending, but it's life, you know, and that's kind of what I liked about it. It's just a slice of life, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, think about all of that effort and energy that he put into it. And there will be a lot of people maybe that don't like it or uh, look at it as... Not a failure, but if he doesn't win in awards or whatnot, um, then a lot of people look at it like, oh, man, was it worth all of that? And, you know, uh, I've, I've kind of changed my tune in movies over the years. I used to be kind of a movie snob. And I don't know if you use Rotten Tomatoes for before you go see a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, so do I. Yeah. It's like the only thing I use. I won't go see a movie if it's not rated as fresh. However, as I get older and um, I think about this stuff more, I realize that, you know, someone that makes a movie, someone that writes a movie, they are putting themselves out there, you know, and for for sure, not everyone's going to like it. uh, But that doesn't mean that it's not authentic. It's like their truest self. 
And so I'm changing my tune in only, or I'm trying to anyway, and only going by what Rotten Tomatoes says because, man, maybe there's a movie out there that's not fresh per se on Rotten Tomatoes, but it speaks to me because the person who wrote it or directed it just had this this message that was authentic and, and struck me in some way. So I'm trying to be more open-minded in my uh, acceptance uh, and less judgmental in my snobby movie ways. Though I will tell you that we saw like we, it. we saw Spider-Verse, which is very highly rated on uh, Rotten Tomatoes and our family is, our yes. family loved that movie. We just saw that as a family the other day and it was great. Uh and who thought like this little animated cartoon about Spider-Man, which I have seen many times, mm-hmm. would be so good, but they did such a nice twist to that movie and you're right, it was 93, 95 or something critics and audience on Rotten Tomatoes. And fantastic. I'm with you. I've done that the same thing. But, you know, here's a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, which is about Freddie Mercury and Queen, Mm -hmm. which really didn't do that well on Rotten Tomatoes. But honestly, I think it's a great movie. And such creative effort went into it. And that's our era of music coming up a little bit. So it's kind of cool to, to see all that. And so maybe Tomatoes, the critics didn't like it as well. But um, I th- I'd put it right up there with, uh, you know, A Star is Born. And maybe not Spider-Verse, though. That was damn good, I know. Yeah, that was. Um, Adam Sandler has a new comedy special on Netflix. And, you know, it's his typical goofy comedy in a lot of ways made me laugh a lot but his movies are totally just shredded on rotten tomatoes right and you know if you've seen any of his they're hit or miss like there are some funny parts but he follows the same type of script but you know he's he's put out a lot of stuff he's made a lot of people laugh over the years and this comedy special that he puts out he ends it like really emotionally in that first he pays tribute to chris farley and then second, he basically, he sings a song about his family and about his wife and about growing old together. And one of the lines is, you know, you're always there for me when Rotten Tomatoes tells me my movies, tell me my movies stink. Um, but there's something <laughs> really, really sweet and endearing about it. And I think it's funny because on Rotten Tomatoes, that special is rated, you know, very fresh as opposed to many of his most recent movies and whatnot. But that's kind of a prime example of what I was talking about a minute ago about, you know, he's putting out things that are authentic to him, things that he knows that the whole world is not going to like. He knows that a lot of people are probably going to snub and turn up their noses to, and yet... You know, he knows that it also brings joy and happiness to a certain portion of the population. And so I tip my cap to anybody who puts themselves out there and tries to be their most authentic selves, because it's real easy for us to stand on the sidelines and say, dude, that sucked. Dude, that was awful. Well, have you ever directed a movie? (laughs) Have you ever written a song (laughs) or anything cool like that? You ever created anything? So again, I'm trying to change my tune and be less snobby when it comes to things like that. Yeah, I like that. I think when we pay for something, we feel like we're entitled to say, hey, that sucked or whatever we do that. And, and, and that's probably rightfully so as maybe as a consumer and the way we're brought up in that. But, um, it, you know, treat it like you just saw it without paying for it. 
you know, and maybe treat it like your friend or your sister or your brother did that movie. Would you say that kind of stuff about it? Would you give them a little bit break and say, well, you know, a nice effort here and here, but there were some other parts that probably could have been improved, but we're just really quick to be harsh like that. So I know what you mean. And Hey, work, I work in telling stories and video production and you know, there's things I, every time I finish a featurette that I hand off to a, a customer, there's always something I'd rather change or something that just didn't go right. Or I didn't get a great edit or I, I could have done that better. I could spend more time and tweak that, but you got to get this stuff out the door. And I always think you get a million dollar budget. Here's, you know, they put together, the lines didn't work as well as they were hoping in the script. Maybe they just didn't shoot them great or the actors didn't, you know, get it across or maybe the edit wasn't there. They just don't have time. I mean, you're not going to go reshoot all this stuff because the movie budget doesn't allow that. So you might be able to improve the movie 10, 15% if you reshot it and that might push you into the uh, sweet tomatoes. But, uh, <laughs> you know... I don't know. I always think that, gosh, it's just sometimes you're the victim of everybody involved. If it was just you and I working on it, we'd get it exactly how we wanted. But when you have 150 people working on it or more, you may not get it the way you thought you'd get it. And so I'm sure people watching The Stars Born, some won't like it, but I did enjoy it. And there's some pretty cool parts out there. And the soundtrack, you're going to love it because you're Mr. Music. So get a chance and see that one and then just listen to some of the soundtrack from that one and you know, I think you're going to enjoy it. So is the missus. It's on the list. It's on the list. We might wait till it comes out on Netflix, but uh, we'll, ah, we'll give yes, it a Ah, yes, the list. The list. The ever-expanding list. There, the list. <laughs> yes, our list. Our list is long. And speaking of lists, uh, you know, you last week you were talking just about kind of just, I don't know, reining in your finances a little bit. And talking about, hey, we got some stuff done in the house and, and now we want to, you know, we're going to travel in the summer and where's all this money going? And, uh, you know, first of all, I'll ask you, because I'm leading somewhere with this, but I'll ask you, how's that going when you said you were going to just spend only on the weekends? Have you had success with that so far? Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been kind of a little game. And, you know, start of the new year is a good time for all of us to kind of just think about where our money's going. And like you said, for us, we just added on to our kitchen. So that was a good, good chunk of change. And, and we're planning for this trip to Europe over the summer. And so it's a really good time for us to say, all right, let's make sure that we're, we're dialed in with, uh, with our spending. And so my wife and I decided, hey, let's Let's uh, let's only spend money on Saturdays and Sundays, and let's see if we can refrain from buying anything Monday through Friday for the the month of January. And it's been really interesting. Um, for instance, this last week, uh, first couple of days were easy, and then on Wednesday, um, I I drove the kids downtown to Amelia's gymnastics, which was in the afternoon, and. And you have to pay for parking everywhere downtown. And so I did have to pay $1 for parking. But I decided to pull quarters out of my change stash rather than use the, the parking app that I normally use, which is connected to my credit card. So that made me feel a little bit better, I guess. <laughs> and then the other thing was yesterday we ran out of, of, uh, of milk. We make a shake every morning. And so I had to stop by the store yesterday afternoon and pick up some milk. But that's all I bought. I didn't buy anything else. So it was a good um, sort of test 
Melissa ended up having to get gas yesterday, and she texted me. She's like, "Hey, can I stop and get gas?" <laughs> like, of course, no. you can stop and get gas. Walk, but it's no walk it's home. Great yeah. in that what it forces us to do is plan ahead better, right? So, yes, you know, even from from a food perspective, you know. Uh, you end up saving money. We, we both realize that we will end up saving money in the long run if we map out our meals over the weekend and we purchase the right. ingredients that we need during the week. Um, and that adds up over the course of the year. Um, so it requires a little bit of planning ahead, but we're always going to come out ahead of the game. And so what we ended up doing... Um, We had a conversation about it last night. We're going to amend it a little bit. And what we're going to do is we are going to each take $40 cash out on Sunday. And that is our... That is our money for the week. And the goal is to have $40 cash at the end of the week. But if something comes up, like you have to pay for parking or, or something small like that, then okay. And then all of the money that we have left over Friday afternoon or Saturday morning is going to go into our Europe jar, which is going to go directly toward um, paying for our trip to Europe this summer. So there's incentive, nice. yeah, incentive for us to have as much money as possible at the end of the week. Um, but uh, more, honey, uh, <laughs> I put all my eighty dollars in, and there's only five dollars in from you. What uh, is yeah. going on? Yeah, yeah it. Uh, I needed a burrito. <laughs> I needed a burrito and a beer. Okay. So there's a couple things at play. One, I enjoy the game aspect of it. I enjoy saying, "All right, uh, I'm not going to go over here because I have to pay for this, or we're going to walk here instead of drive here, or just." forcing us to have to plan ahead a little better, which is always good. And then two, it, it, uh, it brings about communication, uh, between my wife and I, it's, it's always good to have something to work toward together and converse about and give each other a hard time about like her gash yesterday. Obviously I'm going to say yes, but I had to bust her, bust her chops about it. She a little put bit. $2 in. She only used $2 yeah. Chris, just enough to get home. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to do more damage to the car than good, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's Triple been fun. A. It's been fun. And, uh, yeah. I, I like the, I, I, we'll, we'll see how it keeps going. And, uh, and it's just it's a good opportunity for us to uh, to kind of take stock of where our money's going and just kind of make sure that we're we're uh, spending smartly these days. The game of money, I'm telling you, man, it's it's fun to kind of spice it up uh, and and do some different things like that. I, I I don't know if I've mentioned, I think I have in the past, that I kind of at every year, the turn of the new year, I. I look at all my finances and do kind of a little checkup, all the accounts, all my debts, and see what my net worth is every year and compare it to previous years and just kind of see if I'm on track. And this year was so depressing because the market was down so much that accounts didn't go into the green. They went into the red this year. So I was doing that. But I've I've also, you know, and, and we've talked about it in the past, but as a reminder, I've also taken stock in not just my financial uh, wealth, if you will, but also my health, my role with my spouse, my you know my relationship, and my kids. And it's just kind of a nice thing to sit back and and just kind of take a look and see where am I with my kids? Have, uh, am I loving them as much as I should? Am I spending enough time with them? Are, are we engaging on? 
this, that, and the other thing. Uh, am I, you know, that same, I guess the same vernacular with my wife, am I, you know, giving her enough attention? Are we spending enough time together? And what could I do in the mo in the, in the immediate future and then for the rest of the year? So that's kind of a fun thing to write down and just go, boy, what did we do this last year? Well, I did this and this and this, we celebrated 25 years. That was a fun trip. What can we do this year? What, what two day getaway can we do maybe before the end of March? And then, you know, I just took my son to Sacramento to see a basketball game. I want to take my other son to, you know, he likes going to these comic con shows and just, just little things like that. I make a list and, you know, a lot of it, I probably don't need to write down cause I do have it on my mind, but I like to just kind of map it out and, and it's sort of planning, like you said. And if I plan ahead and I buy airline tickets earlier and maybe look for a hotel or buy the tickets earlier you can save money. It just takes the time to think ahead. There's one thing I want to jump back to though, real quick. I don't necessarily know if I can plan all my meals for Thursday on a Sunday, because mm -hmm. I may not be feeling like shrimp scampi on Thursday, or, you know what I mean? And sometimes I just go, eh, I don't want to have chicken. We just have, have too much chicken, you know? So there's those kind of things that I go, I think maybe I, I could start it by saying, Oh, three nights this week, I've got these meals, but I don't think I could do all five because I might be in transit or whatever, but I know what you're saying. And you got to start somewhere by planning because when you plan trips or meals, you save, right? You totally save. And how many times do we look in the fridge or the pantry and say, oh, there's nothing to eat. There's plenty to eat. You just, you might have to get a little bit creative, but you can definitely make a meal out of what you have. And so that's what we're trying to get a little bit better at is using all of the resources that we have. Um, I'm not saying go all the way down to where there's nothing in the pantry and nothing in the fridge, but just being better well, at- Well, chicken broth and crackers, <laughs> yes. Hey, whatever you gotta do, whatever you gotta do, but- uh, Well, that sounds like college. Yeah, I did that, little tomato soup and, and some crackers. I did that more, more than once. And, oh, delicious. And then I saw tomato soup. I saw tomato soup on the, on the shelf the other day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that just sounds delicious right now, you know? It was a cold, <laughs> rainy day, and I'm like, tomato soup and crackers, just like I'm back at Arizona State. Fantastic, 78 cents, okay, I'm in. <laughs> 78 cents. Hey, uh, uh, you mentioned kind of taking stock of of your your wealth and, and your, your family as well. Do you share um, kind of what your thoughts are and your list and and how you feel you're doing you know, with your kids and with Nicole, do you share that with them and maybe what you'd like to do more of or what you feel like you're, you're lacking? Um, do you share like the, the deposits that you want to make into those accounts, if you will? I just did, Chris. We just recorded that. No, I, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, that's a great, um, suggestion. I actually haven't spoken directly to the kids. I do talk to Nicole about some of the stuff I've got brewing and some of the things I've, you know, I, I want to do, but maybe I didn't say, Hey, here's what I did, or here's what we did together this last year. I don't share that. And mm -hmm. so I appreciate that, that uh, mindset and that thought, because maybe that's something I could do is going to, Hey, Hey, look at this. And what about this? And, and I want to do a better job of this. That's going to hold me more accountable though. If I expose that, I'm wondering if I want to do that. Maybe we should, <laughs> let's, let's re-record. Why don't we just re-record right now? Yeah. I wasn't necessarily suggesting that you do it. I was more curious 
Um, and my curiosity uh, stems yeah. from, you know, I, w- I was thinking, or I've been thinking the last couple of days about, you know, my son is eight now and my daughter's five, but my son specifically in that, you know, I, I think it could be beneficial and healthy for our relationship if I talk to him about kind of my mindset about things, you know, and show him the human being that I am like, Hey dude, I'm your dad. I don't have it all figured out, believe it or not. Um, you know, I'm here's, here's my thought process. Here's what I'm, I'm trying to balance. I want to make sure that you are independent, but I also want to make sure that you are, you know, taken care of and safe. And, um, these are things that I think about. I always wonder if I'm doing enough, if I'm showing you, uh, enough love, if I'm giving you enough attention, these are things that I think about. Um, so I've, I've been curious how beneficial a conversation like that could be. It's not really something that, um, that I remember having with my dad. It's not really something that I, uh, have talked with other parents about. Um, and so, I, yeah, it's kind of like pulling back the curtain, if you will, and exposing the wizard, um, is, is that healthy? I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking about the last couple of days. And I think with your kids being older, you know, maybe they would appreciate that. Um, just seeing the, that you're a human being and that, Hey, they, you know, or maybe even your perception, like if you're perseverating over, you know, I feel like I'm not spending a lot of time with my kids. I feel like they're not getting what they deserve from me, but their perspective might be, dude, are you kidding? man, you're doing so much. We love that you're around. And to be honest, I really don't want any more from you. I, we're kind of at a good, <laughs> at a good point. I don't need, God, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't want to expose that. What if they said that I'd be crushed. <laughs> totally. Uh, but I think you that, imagine Cameron just like, dad, you spend too much time with me and I, I need more space. You just be like, okay. Yeah. No, I, I you're, wonder, you're on the, I wonder. Yeah. You're on the right track. You know, dad, you really need to let me just go skin my knee. Okay. No, I, I actually, I don't know if Cameron would know, you know, the term like enough love. I don't know if he'd be able to say, you know, Hey, I am getting enough love from you, dad. You know what I mean? I don't know if he'd be able to quantify it at his age. Maybe he could, Mm -hmm. but I think my kids as teenagers, uh, you know, 18 and 15, and getting closer to 16, you know, I think they understand everything that's going on now. They're, you know, Keaton's a young adult. Um, he just found out he can buy lottery tickets, by the way, because you only have to be 18. He Uh-oh. thought that was fabulous. So we got an addict uh, starting <laughs> as he bought like 10 lottery tickets. I'm like, don't be blowing your money on that. That's not good. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> but he thought, I didn't know that. I thought I had to be 21. Anyway, uh, it's it's definitely something where I I will say this I have talked to the kids in the in the last couple of years about hey I want to be your buddy I am like your biggest fan and nobody will love you more than me except probably your mom because I can't trump her ever mm-hmm. but here's the deal I'm also looking out for you and so when I'm not being your friend and you think I'm coming down hard on you my role is to be your parent I'm you know I'm I'm your parent first and your friend second in that regard because I'm not going to just go along and and some of your friends might just let you off the hook I'm not going to let you off the hook when you're not doing what you're supposed to do or whatever that's not my role my role is to say hey you're slacking in this area or hey you know you got to do more studying or hey 
do your chores. Let's go, you know, and I don't want to get on you. So don't, I don't it's not my favorite thing to do either, but I'm not going to just let it slide. And, and because we're buddies and we went and watched a movie together, that doesn't mean you get off the hook because you didn't do your stuff. So, um, they both kind of understand that now, I think as preteens, that was a little bit of a, like, uh, you know, and you feel like you're nagging them and they might feel like they're being nagged. But now it's kind of like, Hey, take care of your business first. You can have fun with your friends. You can be playing video games. You can do whatever, but take care of your business first. That way there's no issue when you're doing that other stuff. But if you're doing that other stuff first and your, and your chores or your assignments or whatever tasks are not done, that's not good. You know, we have to, you know, we have to pay the bills first. We take care of work and then we play. You don't go play first and then, well, maybe I'll show up to work, you know? Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work. So I'm trying to teach him that. Um, but you know, you also want to keep them in good graces and you know, teenagers are tough to motivate sometimes because they just, there's something there that just says they just do not want to pick up clothes they threw on the ground. I don't know what that is. So I'm trying to let them get through some of these things because it drives me crazy. But I'm also like, listen, that's the worst problem I have going with my teenage son is that he's a little lazy picking up his stuff. I can handle that. You know, yeah. I'll handle that. There are many worse problems. So, um, Pick your poison, I guess, right? Yeah, and I guess, you know, hearing you say that, it comes down to, you know, trying to get them to understand where you're coming from. And I think there's value in that. I think that's important rather than just the the nagging and saying, because I said so. Like, I think it's okay to have those conversations with them. Say, look, I want to have a relationship with you where we get to hang out and do fun things. However, I also need to, you know, do my best, uh, as a dad. And so that sounds like, like, uh, like what you've done. And so that's, it's always helpful for a parent of younger kids to, to have these conversations with parents of, of kids that are older and, um, your kids are relatively well adjusted as, as well adjusted as could be with, with you as their dad. And, um, so it's always good to, <laughs> to hear, um, that, yeah. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a different time, right? Because I, I'm assuming that you didn't have these conversations with your dad either. I know I didn't have them with mine and I sure as hell know that my parents didn't have these conversations with their parents. So, so things are changing, they're evolving for the better, I think. But I also wonder sometimes, you know, how much is too much in terms of sharing that authenticity and sharing, you know, the the feelings and the struggles that we have as parents with our kids. Like maybe maybe they're just they don't need to hear some of that or they're not able to process some of that and <laughs> it's better just to yeah. talk with other parents about it. I don't know, just something that I've been thinking about lately. It's just good to think about. I think part of it too is that um, kids need to be kids. Yeah. You can't you can't expect them to be adults. You can't expect them to be as rational as maybe adults are. Their mind isn't there yet. Their mm -hmm. mind hasn't matured to that. It hasn't been enough, through enough experiences. Whatever. It's still growing every day. Um, so those those kinds of things. You can't have them grow up too fast in some regards. But I do think that treating them like adults at times or bringing them into the big boy table sometimes, you know, a little bit, it's a treat for them and you want to show them and they want to aspire to model what they see. You know, my dad was never around. 
you know, he was never around and no one taught me a bunch of this stuff, you know, and, and there was a lot going on in my life at that time. But so I don't want that in their life. Um, and so I'm trying to build a little bit better, maybe upbringing than, than, than I had, but I don't have much to go on. I don't, you know, I don't have much to work with. I, I, I don't know this. I, this is my first time being a parent too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny when you talk to a kid who might be like eight years old, you'd be like, okay, well, I, you know, you're eight years old and, and, you know, this is your, this is my first time having an eight year old, just like you, you're eight and this is your first time being eight. It's just like me, you know? So we're learning on the fly, buddy, but I'll tell you this, I know a few more things than you think because I've been on this earth a while, a lot longer. So, yeah. and it's my role to kind of make some decisions, but I'm going to let you be independent to a fault. And then I'm going to say, Hey, you're not getting your job done or, Hey, you didn't do your, you didn't put your toys away. And so the whole idea member is you could, you get to play with your toys only if you put them away. If you don't put them away, then you get to take it. Then they're taken away. So they learn that really quick. If you come down on them, it takes effort though. It takes a lot of work. You mm-hmm. have to stay on them and, you know, and sometimes it's exhausting, but you can't just let them off the hook because if you, if you let off, off, off the brake a little bit, or if you let up just a touch, you know, then it starts to, it starts to give them a little too much freedom sometimes. So, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Um, but if you can get your kids going to school, sort of liking school and getting good grades, I think that's important. Get them involved in those sports so they're around other kids and seeing kids that are being successful, they'll want to emulate that too. So mm-hmm. it's always nice to have good, uh, interactions with other parents too, just to kind of see what they're struggling with. Because you, like you said, you do learn a lot from others. And you may go, boy, I'm glad I don't have that problem. You know, he won't wear his retainer. Well, you know, Cameron wears his retainer. Well, that's great. Yeah. But Cameron may not wash his feet or something, you know, and that kid washes his feet fine. So <laughs> you're never going to get it all. You know what I mean? That's what you realize every single time you talk with other parents, too. And yeah. uh, I like what you said about it comes down to consistency, you know, and and always you know, harping's not the right word, but always saying something about the things that are important and that you want to instill in them. And I really love what you said. Um, you know, hey, this is my first time with an eight-year-old. This is my first time yeah. being a dad to an 18-year-old and 15-year-old. There's nothing wrong yeah. with admitting that. And that makes, you know, a human connection with, even if it's your own kid, um, that, uh, that's a really profound way of putting it. That's going to stick with me. So I, I tip my cap to you for dropping some knowledge here. Yeah, it's, it's so true. I mean, you know, if you're having a third kid and then you're like, okay, well, I've had two kids come teenagers. Now I understand you have a little more experience, but we don't have experience with this. Yeah. We were teenagers, but we weren't the parent on the other side. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly kind of my point and, and thanks for acknowledging that because I definitely think we're all in this together. You're a kid for the first time at this age and I'm a parent for the first time. Let's work together here. I'm not going to make every right choice. I'm not going to do it perfect, but I do love you and I do things out of love first. You know that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think you can have that heart to heart, whether they're five years old or 15 years old. Like you think I'm not on your side. I am, I am, but I, you know, here's what I need from you. And here's what you probably need from me. Let's work on a compromise. And that's kind of how we do things around here. Um, and it's been pretty successful. I, you know, we, we, our kids are great. So we're knock on wood. We're hoping that, you know, 
we've done okay so far. There's still lots to go, and there probably is more the next 10 years than we realize, but uh, we're here for them, and we want to be here for them, you know? Yeah, that's all you can do, right, is put them in a position to succeed. You're like a baseball manager, you know? Like, all right, what's the best <laughs> spot in the lineup for this guy? What is the best uh, role for this this player here? Yeah. And uh, in some you gotta ways— check this, You got to check the analytics, though. There's analytics now, and the GM makes the lineups. And uh, yeah. my, farmer t- my, my, my father told me I ought to be a farmer. My father told me I ought to be a farmer. <laughs> something, about, something about the farm, being out there, using your hands— well, you're the best damn baseball player I ever saw. <laughs> hey, uh, that's uh, man, that, that that's a good place to uh, to end this this episode. I think that uh, that's really kind of hitting home with me. A good, profound um, sort of way of thinking about parenting, and and also kind of thinking about being a kid as well, and just finding that that human connection and. Um, uh, the value in having these type of conversations and, you know, something that you also said that I find true every single time I have a conversation with another parent is with our kids, you know, we think, Oh, maybe I wish that he would do this better, or I'm really happy with the way he does this, or maybe he's not as far along in this as I would like to be. And then Every single time you have a conversation with a different parent, you realize that they are thinking the exact same things. And whether we want to or not, we compare in certain ways. And everyone's got their strengths. Everyone's got their things that they're still working on. That goes for kids. That goes for adults. And there is no right way. (laughs) There's um, just the way that feels best and most authentic to you. And authenticity is um, important and it's a good thing. And I think talking about these things and sharing these things, you know, the ups, the downs, the sideways, I think we all benefit from that. So I appreciate you sharing a little bit from your end and hopefully people listen to this kind of got something out of it as well and um, can take it to conversations that they have with other parents and other people. Yeah, I agree. It gets you grounded talking to other parents and you realize that, you know, everyone has struggles Mm -hmm. and that always helps. And and maybe it's not even just parenting. It's just your vocation, your job, relationships, all that. So, you know, there's nobody's got it figured out. The person that looks like they got it all put together probably has a lot of things they're, they're, you know, hiding behind there because it's just not always clicking for people. And, Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of, a lot of uh, things we're all working on. We're all works in progress, my friend. We're all works in progress. Amen, brother. Amen. So with that, uh, happy Friday to you and yours. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend, and I look forward to doing it again next week. Likewise, my friend.